Chris, welcome. Episode 120, Podcast Pearl Droid, um, and it's depleted numbers in much the same way as, uh, as Rob Page had. It's Russell and, uh, and it's Rich. How are you, Sue? Okay. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, we're going to have to do this, aren't we? Yeah. With this game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's no hiding. There's no getting away from it. There's no toys about it. It's a, it's a really, really poor result. I've got a couple of things to say with respect to the performance, which I don't think probably that the majority of fans would, would support, frankly, but um, you know, they can hear those on their own podcast. I don't think Page is hidden from the fact that it's a really poor result either. Um, he's coming for a bit of a hiding. But before the game, we'd have said, look, we're going to create 20, 20 chances. We're going to put their goalkeeper you know, in the spotlight and he's going to have as good a game as he's probably ever had. He's only young. We're going to have two-thirds of the possession. All of that would suggest that we were sort of heading in the right direction beforehand with that with that game, and that's kind of how it panned out, but um, just couldn't stick it in the net. No. How, how did you see it? Well, yeah, I kind of... I mean, I looked at the stats afterwards as well, um, and they kind of... The stats looked like a 3 or a 4-0. Um, yeah. But what, having watched the game, I mean, the keeper made one really, really good save from Bale's header. If that had been a fraction to the side, he wouldn't have been able to stop it, I don't think. That was a great save, but it didn't feel to me like we were battering them. It didn't feel like they were kind of truly on the ropes for any sustained period of time. Um, and they actually had, I believe at half t- I think at half time they had, they had more possession than us. They kind of, the momentum had sort of shifted a little bit. Um, obviously that changed by the end. I think it, it it was a really bad result. That's apparent. I'm not like a page hater. <laughs> I'm not a page lover either. I'm kind of like giving him a fair chance game by game pretty much. I think he, he needs to take responsibility for this. Um, that would be my takeaway. And it's kind of, it's not left me thinking we're not going to qualify, but it's left me concerned as to how page is going to help steer us towards qualification. So it's kind of like a, a bit of a nagging kind of, a nagging doubt at the moment. Because I think one thing that's not, I haven't seen a huge amount of reference to, and it kind of struck me only about a, well, a day or two afterwards, we haven't played many minnows under him. Most of the opposition that we've had have been higher ranked teams than us, teams that would face us thinking we fancy our chances against them. But in the two games where he's had far inferior, and even in the friendlies, I mean, you think of teams like, you know, America, Mexico, you know, these are decent mm. sides. We've not played many minnows. I mean, Belarus are probably a shade above Estonia. They're not your San Marinos or your Andorras either, admittedly. But he does seem to have encountered a bit of a problem when it comes to the minnows, the teams that perhaps we're expecting ourselves to beat. We've obviously got the return fixtures against these two, against Belarus and Estonia. So I think that's a, an interesting observation. Yeah. Yeah, I He's able to organise us and prepare against the, you know, the better sides. And he's struggling against the minnows. And that's kind of, I guess, like a preparation and a selection kind of thing. And even, well, I mean, I guess going on the selection, Alan and Morel in midfield. I mean, I remember on, on the WhatsApp, I was saying I really wanted to get Ampadu back in the team um, for this game. But can, but I was thinking probably centre-back, which, which he did do. But the way the game panned out, I mean, playing Alan and Morel didn't work, I don't think. Not to say that either had terrible games or anything but um 
it did, it didn't work in terms of attacking possession. And I mean, that, and that that was kind of quite noticeable. You just thought, well, if Ampadu was in the midfield, it's just a, a bit more of a forward driving energy. I say Allen and Morel weren't terrible. They weren't terrible, but they weren't very good either. Um, Allen improved, I think, in the second half. But I think Page got that wrong. And then Tyler Roberts really really I mean I, you feel kind of bad for someone who's clearly trying their best but as a number nine it's just not working and you and Paige is the one who has to take responsibility for that because he, he picked him there yeah no he has and he's not done it for me for, for quite some time wherever he's been picked to be perfectly honest he's had a lot of chances and I think to a certain extent it's admirable that Paige has showed patience with him there's clearly someone they're working on in training that is pushing buttons for everybody it's just not translating and I think Again, some credit to him, Paige. I don't think he had a huge amount of choice, admittedly, but it's still a brave call when you have shown that faith and that patience in a player, a young player. He misses that one-on-one in the second half and Paige has, has, has hauled him off within, what, within 90 seconds? Yeah, I mean, it was, that was an interesting one because the guy who's not the natural number nine is the more kind of selfless, creative player, has Johnny Williams yeah. a couple of yards yeah. Easy roll across to him, and it's an open goal for Johnny Williams to score. But he takes the shot instead. It's one of those where maybe it's kind of it's very very easy to say in hindsight, but you just knew he wasn't going to score when he went through on that one. It was just felt like oh he's not going to do it, and he, and he didn't. Um, but I mean, in terms of Johnny Williams as well, he I thought he really struggled badly, but he made an impact when it would be five five minutes when he came on. Um, but he just couldn't get into the game and I don't think he contributed. I mean, I, he would have been one where if I was Paige, you'd be questioning whether he should have kept him on or whether he could have taken him off at around the 70-minute mark. And just generally speaking, I think Paige's substitutions, there was an element to me like he was afraid of losing. And I mean, you can't really be afraid of losing in that game, I think, because you, you have to win it. Um, so again, that was like another another yeah. negative for me in terms of how Page handled the in-game situation. We gave him some credit with the Belarus game when he made the substitutions. He threw Harris on, uh, who again in this game I thought did did well. He gave that game, the Belarus game, well, ten maybe twelve minutes to see if it could improve. It didn't. He made the changes. I think he did. He, he was he was making. I think the same decision making was going through his head in this game, and we start getting quite on the front foot. I agree with you in the sense that at no point were they really under the gun and backs to the wall. It it, it it didn't always feel controlled pressure. It felt a bit frantic and a bit kind of hurried and a bit rushed on our part. But he, I think he sees an improvement and he doesn't make the changes that you might have been inclined to. And of course, to a certain extent, he's probably thinking, well, I've already made one change in the way that Wilson went off. And I think that did affect the team because I thought Wilson was, was, was bright, notwithstanding that he missed a a chance that he should really have been putting away in the first, what is it, 15, 16 seconds. But I think because he saw us yeah. growing into the game, growing in, assert- in assertiveness, he didn't make the changes that perhaps that perhaps would have helped us. Maybe he will he will learn from that. He's st- you know he's still relatively still relative novice in terms of international management. He's he's not a novice manager, full stop. But I don't think that's a I don't think that's an unfair criticism. Although a lot of people have jumped on the on his back in, in relation to the the Brennan Johnson one we, you, am I going to put him on am I not and I'm still he's still ready to go on in the, in injury time that's an easy stick to beat him with I think he deserves criticism for the substitutions yeah. I don't think that's the, the substitution that he should be criticised for I think it should be the ones that you've just 
referred to, if that makes sense. Yeah, he is kind of learning on yeah, the job. Is, yeah. But again, that's his problem. To resolve, it's can't use that as an excuse in a World Cup qualifier. Um, and and he, he probably wouldn't either. He'd be aware of his failing or where he could have done things differently. I hadn't seen Ben Davis play that badly ever for Wales. Not that he was like a liability or anything. It was really apparent that he's kind of struggling for fitness or confidence. I mean, he kind of gave us really nothing going forward. And it, you could probably argue, I mean, I think Owen um, Tidiv-Jones said this in commentary, where playing three at the back, you'd think that was crazy against a team ranked solo, but it probably would have given us better attacking options because you would have had, like, presumably Ampadu as the centre of the three able to push forward. And then we could have picked more offensive players at wing back and just just kind of before i forget there's um apparently it seems like it's pretty much a done deal now that uh sober thomas is going to get called up for the next squad which is good it's always good to have new exciting players but surely this was the squad to call him up because this is the one where we're playing the two poor teams you could see if he was up to it it's not going to be ideal to try and throw him in against against the Czech Republic, is it? The last game would have been ideal for him, presumably a left. He can play either side, but prefers left, I, I believe. Wing-back, winger. You could have thrown him on a wing-back, winger. Just someone to give a different kind of attacking um, impetus, perhaps. It was really difficult to kind of... Because, because we've drawn, and it does feel like a loss, the inclination is to kind of hammer page for everything. But on the other hand, there is quite a lot you can criticise him about as well. You can't really hide from that, I don't think. No, I, I don't think that's unfair. I think to create the number of chances that we did and for them not to be able to stick it in the back of the net, I, I think is... I don't think that is something you can level at him. You know, that we created enough chances in that game. Should we have created more? Well, yeah, maybe. Should we have created better? Yeah, probably. But I still think we created enough. The Sober Thomas... My understanding is that the paperwork and things weren't weren't ready in order for him to be in this squad. As I understand it, he has to switch ah, his allegiance. He's technically listed as an English player because of his upbringing, etc. So he's got to make the make the effort to 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 change his allegiance with the, the you know the authorities, the powers to be. Is my understanding? Oh well, if that's the case, then that's a pass for Page. That's fine. Presumably, he would have called him up had the paperwork gone through. Because it's it's rare that we reveal we're interested in a player and his eligibility and then don't do anything about it. I mean, I just look at you know, James Lawrence, for example, mm. gets called up and then you get this story that, okay, this is how he's eligible and he's been on our radar, we've been tracking him and so on and so on. So for us to have gone public with Sober Thomas and then not call him up seemed a little bit strange. Um careless even on, on, on my part not that anyone's going to come in and, 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 and pinch him off us playing in the championship but um, it did seem to be one of those ones where it raises expectation and he's kind of I suppose created a bit of a stick for for us to hit him with mm. but of course if he's a left winger where does he play in relation to James's spot in the team now James did move over to the right a lot certainly in the first half um, on, 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 on Wednesday Um on paper, it doesn't look like he's ordinarily going to get a huge amount of games, but it's, it's it'd be an interesting one to, to well, it's see. It's really interesting because having kind of seen um, Bale and, and been really impressed with him, I mean, I think Bale could do a really great job um, as a 10. I, I would mm. be just sort of behind. But I mean, Gareth Bale wants to play <laughs> coming in from the right, so I guess that's where he's going to play. There's no kind of, no one's going to tell him he's not playing where he wants to play. But I just read, there's like he's, 
really developed creatively, um, which it seems crazy to think after we scored a hat-trick and then after we drew nil-nil to say that he's kind of creating really well. But he um, does seem to have nuanced a lot of his creative side of his game, which is really good to see. But I mean, ultimately, I guess, the people we were missing, even, even missing someone like Nico Williams, who has not been very good for us recently, he still would have been ideal for that game. Just limitless energy attacking mm. from full back either side. I mean, it's it's not Chris Gunter's fault that he's not an attacking full back, and it's not even Ben Davis's fault that he's not an attacking full back. It's just not the kind of player they are. But it was what we we needed. It we needed yeah. um, more people comfortable with just relentless kind of pressure and attacking, um, and we just didn't we just didn't have it. I mean, even even Dylan Levitt sitting on the bench, he's a more forward-thinking passer. He moves the ball quicker than someone like Morel, I think. He popped into my mind. I thought Levitt could be the sort of player that could give us a little bit more of that control in, in midfield without it becoming lightweight, too lightweight mm. and, and, and a little bit too porous because they came through us you know, a couple of times as we were beginning to throw it throw it forward a bit. I think, yeah, the attacking fullback thing, absolutely agree. Put Connor Roberts on the right-hand side instead of Gunter. And I think there's a different outcome for that game yeah. because I just think he would have put them under so much pressure. I mean, Gunter's position, I they was that much. Their positioning, if they were to look at the kind of their average position on the pitch, I haven't seen the statistics. My gut feeling is it's probably just inside the Estonia half. It's that intent and it's also the pace at which they attack as well. Mm. Um, Davis isn't slow, but Gunter, you know, to be fair, he had his afterburner on, didn't he, at the first kind of 15 seconds. But um, they're just more energetic players. I don't think that's, I don't think that's unfair. Ampadu was a funny one in terms of the, the midfield. I can I can see I can see what you're saying, and I think he just adds a little bit more energy in there. He just covers the ground a little bit quicker as well. He's just a bit more imposing. But what I thought was really interesting was <laughs> there was some really and I you know I like this. This is good. There were some really kind of a couple of cheap shots off him in both halves, but certainly in the second half, little shoves, little kicks. I don't think he got called up on any of them. Chris Mepham does it, ping, immediately, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I really like that about his game, Ampadu, that he's got nothing as blatant as that one against Denmark where he went for his retaliation, retribution. Right. But nevertheless, it, you know, it's something I like about that. Well, it'll stand him in good stead. I mean, we, I mean, really hoping he kind of hits the ground running over in Italy because that, be, that could be the making of him. It really could. I think Venezia are going to struggle, but he did okay Last year for Sheffield United in a struggling side. I think it's a shame that he might end up with a couple of relegations on his CV before he's, what, 21, 22, uh, 21. Um, but, you know, there we go. That's uh, It's for him to make the most of that move. A, a fantastic place to, to, to live and play, you know, at that yeah. age. they got a great kit as well. Really stylish. Oh, yeah, always great kits. Most 20-year-olds going to Venice are, uh, are doing it on some sort of... Uh, uh, you know they're working in cafes and bars, or they're they're on a year out. But you're getting to do it, being paid a Serie A wage. He's uh... well, he's probably getting paid way more than a Serie A wage. Well, so, yeah, yeah, no good point. Who, good point. Um, his club earning anywhere near what he is. But I'm just kind of interested where he kind of ends up because I saw an in- position because I saw an interview with him where he he was saying I'll play wherever I'm needed. So I don't. I think he used to say he he saw himself as a centre back, but that, it'll be an interesting one. I kind of. But relating sort of back to the game, I do think it was just kind of crying out for Page to do something different. And it, this is where like I felt concerned that there were so many defenders in his backroom team. And it's not to say if you're a defender, you're going to be a defensive coach. Of course not. But on the other hand, you just kind of wonder who is, who's the person kind of 
directing the attack, who's the person who's speaking for him, if it's that kind of like collegiate kind of relationship during the game, to kind of guide him on subs and changing shape and stuff, because it didn't seem like there was the imagination going on or the thought process going on to kind of actually try and aggressively change the game. So I've got a little bit of a theory with Paige, and I don't think I've quite turned it over and around in my head yet, and I was going to maybe stick it out on the blog. When he takes over initially, it's because, you know, Giggs is put on guard and leave, for want of a better way of putting it, and there's some uncertainties to what's going to happen. So he's in charge of, I think, a couple of camps, and again, I've not done the timeline either, but it's, it's, it's certainly one camp, maybe two, where he's this caretaker. He doesn't appear to change a huge amount from from how it's been and, and don't get me wrong he's been part of you know Giggs's back room it's not like he's come in brand new um, I think an interesting thing as well is to bear in mind in terms of this this issue of loyalty so I forgot to say earlier in relation to Tyler Roberts is he had several of these when he was in the 21 coach as well so again he's not just like mm-hmm. coming in as this brand new coach you know he's known some of these since they were very very young men um, and I think that's that's something this sense that we should just be chopping and changing and kind of hiring and firing these players I don't think he's going to do that. I think maybe, you know, whether we want him to, whether he should, he's not going to, because I think he does have some loyalty to some of these players that he's been with for, for quite some time. Anyway, going back to my other point, I think there's something around he only gets a degree of certainty about the job after a handful of games in charge, at which point, again, he's not going to radically revolutionise things because, well, we've got to build up to a tournament. I do wonder whether he's now maybe at a phase where he's thinking, OK, I'm going to try and do something a little bit different back to a four seems quite fixed in his thinking that he wants a four whereas under gigs and Coleman for that matter we chopped and changed back and forth page seems to like a four you know maybe the Tyler Roberts in a nine is another example of this I do wonder whether he's maybe thinking now I've got a little bit more time to make some changes and I kind of think there's a parallel not hugely, but I think there's something in it, and certainly the circumstances are a lot different. But again, I do think there's a parallels in the, in the circumstances of how Coleman got the job, in the sense that, by his own admission, he kept on doing it the way others had done it previously because he didn't want to change different for different reasons. We get pumped in Serbia, and it's in the Don't Take Me Home film. He's sitting on his own at the front of the coach, and he's he's really thinking, I'm staring down the barrel here. He then says, right, I'm going to make a break with how things were done under speed, and I'm going to start doing it my own way. I wonder whether Page is at a similar uh, junction. And I do wonder whether time will prove, time will tell, that these poor results, well, the poor result against Estonia, the poor performance against Belarus, and the getting out of jail, might actually prove to be a, a turning point. Well, it'll need to be, because if he fails to qualify for the World Cup, I mean, it's tricky because even, even now, I can't imagine a situation where Ryan Giggs is our head coach irrespective of what happens with his legal situation. I can't imagine Giggs coming back. Um, but it will be at the conclusion of the Giggs situation where Page will be most under threat, because at that point we would be able to move on with a new manager, because presumably Giggs will have been either resigned or let go. So for me, if we don't qualify for the World Cup, I can't see how Page could continue. That would be a failure. I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a complete disaster because unless we completely collapse and the rest of the group will have done pretty well and it'll have been kind of one, one bad result really that, that kind of cost us. And then he has done well previously, although he had the bad result against Denmark. But it would be in like the playoff if 
irrespective of who we play in the playoff, if we don't qualify for the World Cup, for me, that would be time to look for someone else. I, I kind of empathise with the thing of he probably has never felt comfortable enough or secure enough to be able to do it exactly how he wants. Because at the beginning, um, Giggs was kind of involved behind the scenes, even, I'm talking right at the beginning now, Giggs was still kind of involved behind the scenes and they're kind of at the end of the phone and stuff. But I, I don't know. I mean, there isn't, generally speaking, there isn't goodwill from the fans now. There's a lot, there's like a, a big camp of people who are kind of adamantly against him, which I think is crazy. You've got to let him fail before you can demand that he's out. I think most people are kind of quite agnostic about him. I'm not sure there's like a, a fierce pro-page camp is there, I don't think. And that's because of results. And I think that's probably will do for him eventually. I don't think it's a question of how fierce the or, or how vehement the the anti-page camp is it's kind of whether there's any pro-page camp at all or the extent to which it's prepared to to come out so i think that's what we'll probably do for him but you know he's gone into the campaign knowing that we're more or less guaranteed to play off anyway so he's you know maybe he's thinking well maybe i can try one or two things in games where otherwise i would play it very very safe um, yeah i mean the thing with that though is with if we to try and get this right if we finish second that will probably mean we've got the home playoff i believe if we get the playoff via the nations league we would have an away playoff which who knows mm. that could even suit us better because we're away we can counter attack and we can set up more defensively and so on but but even saying that defensively we look poor now and this is where yeah again this is another one um to jones is kind of talking a lot about we just look more secure with three center backs and I can tend to agree with that. I think we've tended to look a lot more secure when Joe Roden's playing, whatever the formation. Well, yeah, when our best players are playing. And, yeah. And, yeah. You know, I think we've had occasions when there's been three and we're still not quite confident in Mepham, for example. Um, mm. So, yeah, I take your point. Uh, you know, and I think this does, I think it does bear, bear saying, you know, you, you, you take you know, Ramsey out of that team, you take Roden out of the team, you take more out of the team. Uh, you take I mean, Wilson, uh, what, what do you have, about 25 minutes across the two. You know, so you take him out and, and so on and so forth. Brooks. The Brooks, absolutely, yeah. Your know, options on, on the bench. Then, uh, you know, Connor Roberts, Nico Williams. I think, you know, for me, and again, it's this, 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 this old chestnut, I don't think perhaps we do have the depth, the strength and depth that perhaps we like to, some people like to believe. I think that's been exposed in this camp, in this window. That's not to say that we won't come out of it better, you know, for the experience and that's kind of chasing an experience for some of the, the younger players and the fringe players who've had a shout. But if we've got those players, or even half of those players we've just listed and available, then I think we go on to beat Estonia. So I think it is a factor and there's not oh, a huge amount sure. page can do that about that, their absences. In all in all seriousness, you could pick one of those players and we'd probably beat them. Like I don't I mean you could put Ramsey in that team. I think we would have beaten them. You, I mean, you could put Nico Williams in that team. We might have beaten them. I mean, ultimately, the result is the result. And when you're not a particularly popular manager, no one cares for the nuance of no. why it happened. It was your fault, the result, and he's going to have to live with it. The Czech Republic game is like so interesting. Obviously, it's incredibly important, but we probably are at our best at counter-attacking. And... That's the kind of game where we're going to get opportunities to counter-attack. So it's going to be really a case of just hoping everyone is fit, or as many as possible. I mean, I feel confident our strongest team going away to the Czech Republic in like a clutch game where we have to get a good result. Um, there's enough kind of strong mentality in the group. Definitely, I think. 
Yeah, I wouldn't disagree. I think we've beaten them once. Okay, we left it late, but I think we, we probably marginally shaded it. I think the key thing is, yes, some of those players will be back, but how many of them will be back? And having played, what, yeah. three, four, five, six games in that period of time. Ben Davis has played, you know, one League Cup game, one Europa Conference game or whatever the tournament's called. That doesn't fill me with a great deal of confidence. He's earned well, the right in 60-odd caps, close to 70 caps, to have a bad performance I don't think we've ever seen him have two poor performances for us no. on the well, spin, and that—that's a worry. He's—he's a—he's a, he's a brilliant, brilliant player, and he's been incredible for us, and will continue to, I'm sure. But he, um, really unfortunate for him. He had a terrible game for, for Tottenham at the weekend. Mm. Uh, he came on as sub, gave away a penalty, and was kind of somewhat to blame for the goal afterwards as well. Playing, I think, as a centre back. I think he came up on as a set, one of two centre backs. Um, so that's it's always in a difficult moment, um, and he'll have to negotiate that. Yeah, yeah. Again, I said that you've said this in the last podcast. The more time we put between ourselves and that Belarus game, maybe it begins to feel a bit different. Belgium, not a strong Belgium side, not the, not the strongest Belgium side. I mean, uh, I think even the second string Belgium side is still strong. Only beat them one nil. So maybe the three two looks a little bit more favourable um, than it did immediately after the game based on the, the Belgium uh, result, what do you think? Yeah, potentially. I mean, it's it's kind of always hard to say. I mean, it, ultimately, we went away from home, scored three goals and won. That's really good. It, I think it was just what makes it seem worse was there was just some shambolic elements during the game, kind of really kind of haphazard stuff, which we're, we're probably not all that accustomed to. Like, typically, these days, or for the last, like, five or six years, when we lose... Typically, we lose to a really, really good team. Um, so it was. I think it was like the the prospect of losing to a pretty poor team, even though we ended up winning. That probably makes it seem and feel worse worse than it was. A win away from home is a win away from home. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's really difficult because we are by no means out of this. By no means out of this. I would probably say, in terms of are we going to qualify for the World Cup? I would say, I'd be feeling fifty five, forty five. Yes, we are going to qualify. It's just the kind of, I want to see something from Page that tells me he's the guy who, because you've got like on the field people who can make the difference just out of nothing, out of kind of just sheer kind of quality and personality. But I haven't seen that from Page. Well, Czech Republic away is you know, as good a game as you want. It's not, they're not a giant, are they? Let's be honest, this is not going to go into Germany or going to Spain. You know, hopefully he will. And I think, I think he probably will, actually. He strikes me as a very bullish, bullish individual. He's probably going to think, OK, this is the, the right sort of fixture to, to, to earn a little bit of credit back from, from fans. I don't think he's under any illusions himself as to where he probably stands in the in the overall standing with, with, with most of us. So that Czech Republic fixture feels like a good fixture for him to, to have next up. So, yeah, I'm obviously we'll have a little bit of a, a closer look at that. But would you expect a bit more the likes of Brennan Johnson, Ruben Colwell, he scored a couple today for Cardiff? Yeah, well, that's that's interesting. I mean, I don't know if Czech Republic away is the place for either of those. I, I would be kind of hoping with our players back and hopefully we've played some football um, and maybe Dan James will be feeling really good after a few weeks um, getting drilled <laughs> the life out of him in Leeds. I mean, Johnson and Colville are nice options on the bench. I, I don't see Czech Republic away as the place for them. If they want to come on and do something and kind of make their name, that, that's superb. But I, I'd be looking to Bale, Ramsey. I'm not sure 
What's the situation with Connor Roberts? Will he be fit? I think he's touch and go. I think he's ahead of schedule, but he's obviously got to get a couple of games with a new club under his belt as well. But I mean, he strikes me as such a phenomenally fit player yeah. anyway that I don't think there's necessarily a huge amount of work for him to do. No. In terms of fitness, it's probably more that thing around rhythm and fluency, isn't it? Yeah. A big one, a big one is Joe Rodon. A big one is Joe Rodon, isn't it? Absolutely. Because we, Absolutely. I don't know what the situation is. He came on for Tottenham um, and actually did, did pretty well from what I believe. He came on really early. I think it was like the 12th minute for Eric Dyer, who went off injured. So hopefully there's an opening in that team now. And uh, now he's, I think it's pretty much the first time he's been fit this season. So it's, that's not to, so we can't sort of look in and say, oh, Nuno hasn't given him a chance up to now. He hasn't been fit. So hopefully if he can get a run against the Tottenham, that would be fantastic. Because he, like you said, he makes all the difference. Chris Mepham, at the moment, is not the player he looked two or three years ago. Not even close. Um, just, I mean, he's perhaps not as slow as Lawrence, but he does look very slow. Um, and he looks kind of, he's not that commanding presence he was when he first came into the side. No. So that, that's a big worry. I'd be looking at putting Rodon and Ambadou together. It's like there's no kind of lack of mentality and attitude there, which is what we're going to need. Mepham is a pale imitation of the 12 million quid championship centre-back he was a couple of years ago. He's well, barely three or four million quid at the minute, I think. Well, yeah, and I saw um, um, he's actually been playing right-back for Bournemouth. I saw he started a game a couple of games ago. And, I mean, you just think, Chris Meppham at right-back, that's, that's, mind, that's mind-boggling. The only two words that can possibly come to mind for that is Tony Pulis. Yeah, yeah. That's the only circumstances I can possibly conceive where that would be a thing. Yeah, with Scott Parker, Mr. Uh, modern English coach. That's, that seems crazy. To me, but, um... <laughs> yeah, anything else to say then, Rich? Sometimes you have bad days at the office, I suppose. Yeah, well, that's true. I would just say, to, I, would just say I made just a, a terrible, terrible mistake of looking on Facebook on the kind of various... Kind of... <laughs> You should know better. Well, yeah, I should. And I don't know why I did it. It was like um, I, I was engaging in toxic behaviour against myself. <laughs> when people say, oh, it's really unfair playing at a Cardiff City Stadium because all, like, all of us fa- extra fans can't get in. I see who these fans are commenting on Facebook and we don't need them anywhere near our stadium ever. They're just horrific. It was just appalling. I mean, listen... If anyone's tempted to go and look and look back, just don't. Just don't do it. It's not worth it. Um, we've still got a good chance of qualifying. Look, it's quite clear Robert Page is not like the next Pep Guardiola or Bielsa. He, he clearly isn't. He's probably not even the next Chris Coleman. But if he can do a competent job and if he can learn and kind of go on a, a steep learning curve, very possible to do it. And if the players are still responding to, to him, which it seems like they are, we still got a really good chance of qualifying, and that's kind of that's what I'm feeling. And I want it to happen for Bale as well, in particular. Absolutely, for whom the game in in the Czech Republic will be his hundredth cap. Yeah, um, it's taken him a while to get there, um, but I don't think anybody deserves it more. No, as Leon said on Twitter, bar none, without any shadow of a doubt, the best sports person Wales has ever produced, ever. Not even close. Including Ian Woosnam. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
Yeah, as well, yeah, including those two legends. <laughs> if you haven't seen that particular tweet, I think you've got to scroll back to about, what would it be, Monday, Tuesday? Because it was after the Belarus game, wasn't it? I think Leon might have um, pinned it to the top of his page, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's the replies that... Wild. Yeah. <laughs> There's some absolutely fantastic takes in that, which people are clearly more than entitled to have. I do call it the Calzaghi one, which I kind of, you know, I kind of understand it, but he probably just about gets into the top three or four Welsh boxers. Yeah let alone Welsh sports people. And that's that's the amazing thing. But um, but anyway, maybe that's for another time. Rich, yeah, it's yeah, good, uh, good to catch yeah, up. Good. Um, yeah, it was very tempting not to not to do it, but... Um, yeah, you've got to own it. Yeah, we need to own the moment. Own it. You see, this is what this is what Gareth Bale does. He owns moments, understands them, and then comes back stronger. So, yeah, it's all up to So this is the podcast equivalent of owning the moment. <laughs>